1: Tonight's reading is taken from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 21, which you'll be able to find on page 1093 of the Bibles in front of you. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'll pray for Claire as she comes up. Father, I thank you for Claire. And I say, I I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit upon her and each one of us now as she comes to explain your word to us. And let the thoughts of all of our hearts and her speech be pleasing in your sight. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Tom. So reflecting upon this evening's uh, Pentecost service, I was thinking about the journey that we have been taking through Paul's first letter to the Corinthians since the beginning of the year. Some of us asking, What's Paul angry about this week? Because the people of Corinth, having received the Holy Spirit and every good gift, as Paul says in his opening greeting, have quickly become stilted in their growth. For them, increasingly, we began to understand the Holy Spirit was something that they tried to possess, to own, to use for their own advantage. But Paul knows differently, having had a dramatic encounter with Jesus when on his way to the city of Damascus, Paul has been changed from an angry man full of hatred for Jesus' followers, to a man full of love and compassion for those who don't yet know their Lord and Saviour. His zeal for God is unabated, but he's now driven by entirely different emotions. It is the work of the Holy Spirit within him. Father Renero Cantalamessa is the twinkly-eyed priest of the Alpha videos. So if you've been through Alpha or helped on an Alpha, You will know him as uh, the rather monkish Father Christmas-looking guy who appears in the videos describing the Holy Spirit. Let's not diminish him. He's the Pope's personal preacher, a cardinal and theologian. But with characteristic twinkliness, Father Renero says, whatever the Holy Spirit touches, the Holy Spirit changes. It is entirely consistent with the character of the Holy Spirit that he is always the same and always doing a new thing. From the beginning of the Bible, we catch glimpses of the Holy Spirit, usually through people of faith receiving prophetic utterances designed to speak the word of God to the people in order to help them return again to him. Because God is full of love and compassion and does not wish to see us lost in our sin but in relationship with him. Whatever the Holy Spirit touches, the Holy Spirit changes. In our reading of Acts, we see something of a gear shift. The Holy Spirit, as promised by Jesus to his disciples, arrives in force, visible through wind and fire in a closed room, audible through multilingual witnessing, and the Church of Christ is born. Previously hiding and fearful, keeping themselves to themselves, The disciples are now expelled out into the open, where with courage and boldness, Peter takes the lead. Gone is the bumbling fool who says the wrong thing in the wrong moment, as we see in the Gospels. Through the Holy Spirit, we see what Jesus saw when he and Peter first met, the rock on whom the church will be built. It's an event, Pentecost, It is an event in history that has last day's consequences for the whole world. This move of the Holy Spirit is intentionally rippling out the church beyond a room, beyond the 12, beyond the 120 so believers that are gathered in Jerusalem to people in every region of the known world at this time. That long list of difficult place names and people, well done, Tom, for reading them so well. They let us know that this move of the Holy Spirit will spread the church as far afield as parts of Africa, Turkey and Europe, as well as throughout the Middle East. God is not to be contained or possessed or manipulated for human advantage. God has already given us everything through the death and resurrection of his son Jesus. And now to confirm his love and compassion for us, the care of the shepherd is to return his lost sheep to the fold. So here is the power of the Spirit set loose to work in all people, in all nations, everywhere. Everything the Holy Spirit touches, the Holy Spirit... That doesn't mean the Holy Spirit only acts now, as he did back then. Any church historian will tell us that an outpouring of the Holy Spirit will be characteristically in keeping. We will recognise the Holy Spirit. But each time, whatever the Holy Spirit does will look slightly different to what has gone before. And what every church historian will tell us is that all new works of the Holy Spirit are precipitated by a movement of prayer. This is why we join in with Thy Kingdom Come each year, spurring one another on in prayer for those we know who don't yet know Jesus. This is why we hold church prayer meetings each month because as Peter so boldly declares, we also want everyone to know everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The Holy Spirit is not a trinket, a trophy, or someone to trifle with, but the triumphant power of God with us and in us, working through us, forever for us, looking to bless us. The Holy Spirit is here to challenge and change through his truth and power, because God loves us. Those were a few of my thoughts as we uh, draw one series to an end, celebrate the birth of the church, And prepare to move into some gospel following on from this week.
1: Thank you for listening to the St. Nick's Durham podcast. If you'd like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever.